Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an E... <laughs> Ethlete. Yeah. He's an, an E-athlete. E-athlete. That's Everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, we you, need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is Sword Stores, Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn, alongside my co-host, Emma Patterson. Hello! We're at Hatchet Hall in West Culver City, California, and we've got a big show ahead of us today. Our guest is Bruce Russell from Wild Turkey and Russell's Reserve. Uh, we're going to be drinking some bourbon with Bruce, and we're going to be talking about the history of bourbon and his incredible family, uh, and maybe play a drinking game. You play oh, a drinking I game? Think yes. love a drinking game. A drinking game, maybe some trivia, stuff like that. Uh, and a little booze news. And some booze news. So all that is coming up right now. This is uh, Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn. Hi, Dan. Hi. It's uh, happy hour-ish time. What's your name? I am Emma Patterson. I am your co-host. You oh, are lucky. that's right. You're, you're, you're welcome. Always by my side, and I tell you what, it makes me feel good. It really does. Someone's got to anchor you right down. That's true. That's true. Um, by the way, today, Emma is sitting by my side at a wonderful establishment uh, it is, it's, I guess, what is this, Venice adjacent or Culver City West, I guess you I could call it. I think we're Mar Vista, are we not? No, I think this is Culver City, technically. Okay. The name of the place is Hatchet Hall. It's beautiful. It's just a lovely place. Lovely. I love it here. Mm. And uh, we've, we've had drinks here on numerous occasions. Yeah. We have a wonderful cocktail program. The food's amazing. Chef Brian Dunsmore, uh, uh, 
John Strader running the place, our buddy Louie Ryan. They're all great, and we appreciate them having us here. Uh, one of the things they have here that I really love, Emma, mm-hmm. is they have a private barrel program. Ooh, what you is know that? that is? So they get private barrels of whiskey from in bourbon brands here at Hatch and Hall. They've got several. They've got Buffalo Trace, Old Forester, Wathens, Wyoming Cast Strength, Woodford Reserve, and guess what they're adding? What, what's new? What's you coming? You know what they're adding pretty soon? What? Tell Rus- me. Russell's Reserve. Ooh. Yeah. And you know why I bring that up? Go on. I bet you know why I'm bringing that I up. I could guess. Because our guest yeah. on the show today no. is the national ambassador for Russell's Reserve <gasps> and Wild Turkey. Sort of falls under that umbrella. And we are incredibly lucky to have him, Mr. Bruce Russell. Yay! Yeah. Hello, Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, hey. man. How's it going? Woo. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah. Thank you all. It's good to have you, man. People love him. Yeah, they love him. They yeah. won't stop. People like uh, people from Kentucky. People from yeah. Kentucky. You are from, you born and raised in uh, Louisville? Bardstown? Uh, no. Um, I'm born and raised in the country. So uh, Kentucky is kind of an unusual state. It's very small. Only about four and a half million people. Uh, about half of the state all lives in Louisville. I'm from a place called Lawrenceburg. Ooh. Okay. Um, uh, born and raised named, there. Named for Jennifer Lawrence, of, of course. Of course, who's yeah. From the, uh, yeah one of that. the three famous people f- yep. from Kentucky yep. besides uh, Johnny Depp and George Clooney. Okay. And so we named the city after her when she was born because we knew, you knew uh, she was going to be a star. Somebody saw her and they were like, she's got it. That kid's yeah. just got it. Hey, by the way, before we get talking here, we do need to have a toast. Let's do we it. need to start off from now on, Emma. We're starting every show with a toast. And today's toast is let's raise our glasses. What do we have here? We've got Sazeracs. Sazeracs. We sure do. Uh, made with Russell's. Uh, Wait, the toast just today a is. Second, you've got something different. Well, you're gonna you. you're gonna jump into mine here. Yeah. Oh, so the toast I. today is, may we be who our dogs think we are. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> ching ching. Cheers. There we go. Uh, let me try this thing here. Oh. Mm. They make a mean Sazerac here at Hatchet Hall, don't you think, mm. Bruce? Yeah. Pretty yeah. tasty. Oh, what is this Sazerac? Bruce, you want to you go ahead and give it? Yeah, so Sazerac is a uh, kind of a, a Prohibition-era cocktail. What makes it have that kind of, um, let's say, special bitterness that you're tasting on there? Uh, what most people, it has an absinthe rinse. It's almost medicinal. It, it is, uh, in the best kind of way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and for a few years in Kentucky, that's the only way you could get whiskey, um, it is, is medicinal. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. You talk, we talking about back in the Prohibition era? Yeah. So uh, in Kentucky, I'm going to say it was probably like medicinal marijuana here. Um, it didn't really matter what you had. If you had a good enough doctor, if you had a, a broken foot, uh, the sniffles, um, you could get some medicinal whiskey. Any excuse. Uh, yeah, I believe um, my, it would be my grandfather's uncle. So I don't know how many far back that would be. Had some for the sniffles. You could get a pint a week yeah. uh, just for the sniffles. Wow. Uh, at that time. Prescribed. Uh, prescribed. Prescribed So um, we just weren't one of the people that were actually allowed to make that. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Trace, if you've ever heard of them, are the mm-hmm. only distiller yes. that, that I know of that's still around that, that during Prohibition was able to make medicinal whiskey. Um, our folks found other ways to move the whiskey during Prohibition and made a lot of money. Well, everybody out there, you might recognize the name Russell. Yeah. Anybody that drinks bourbon is going to recognize that name. Bruce's uh, comes from a family of bourbon royalty, uh, and I and I do mean that. His father Eddie and his grandfather Jimmy are both in the 
various halls of fame. Uh, whatever hall of fame is devoted to the to the pursuit of whiskey, they're in it. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Russell is, I believe, the longest tenured master distiller in the world, right? Uh, it, as far as we know, he's the longest tenured master distiller ever. Ever. Um, how he, long has he been at it? 63 years. 63 Wait, how yeah. old was he when he's, he got going? He, is, he, he started when he was 20, okay. so he is uh, 83 now. Most people have enough sense to retire. Um, most distillers only have one master distiller. We have two because my, my father, of course, will retire before my grandfather ever leaves. Okay. And who's taking over after your, your father retires? He's not in charge. Okay. Uh, my grandfather still hasn't handed over the reins. <gasps> yeah. And so oh, uh, when, once my you're father say, retires. You're saying Eddie will retire before, before Jimmy does. Absolutely. Okay. So, so dad will retire, and then I just get to be you know, sec- second in command. So what? your dad is thinking about retiring now. Is yeah, he? he's been there 36 years. So for him, that, wow. you know, that's quite a while. Um, he'll probably stay in, into his probably early 40s. Uh, and, and Jimmy's, you know, he's not going anywhere. He's well-pickled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, was there ever any doubt in your mind that you were going to go into the family business? Uh, not for me. Um, I think you go one way or the other. Uh, my dad always likes to tell a story about me and my brother trying whiskey for the first time. He gave us stuff right out of the barrel. Um, my dad is a very, you know, traditional Southern patriarch. Uh, and he took the time to explain and, and with passion how important this whiskey he was giving me my young brother. I was 12. My brother was nine. We knew it was a big deal. My dad's not that kind of guy sure. um, outside of work. And, and I've been drinking ever since. My brother's been sober ever since. So <laughs> no he kidding. went the opposite way. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't drink today. Uh, Hang on, he and was I knew nine, from though. then. He was nine, yeah. That's, that's a lot of booze in a, in a nine-year-old's mouth. I can uh, see why they might be put off at that age. Absolutely, yeah. So you, it was never, never any doubt for you to go in. What do you, uh, well, first of all, talk a little bit about what it's like growing up in that environment where, where bourbon is so central to life there. So, uh, you know, growing up, it, it was never a big deal for me. Uh, the only thing I knew growing up is Granddad, who I call Mimi, Mimi. Um, because he never wanted to be called Granddad, of course. Okay. Uh, and his name's Jimmy, and none of us could say Jimmy, so he got stuck with something besides what he wanted. Um, so Mimi, to me, he, I only knew he was in charge because he had an office, and when I was young, Dad was still rolling barrels. Okay. Um, he started off as a bottom-rung union guy. Uh, but it, it's very interesting to look back on that, whether it be us fooling around in warehouses you know, swimming in fermenters. Um, you know, growing up, my granddad's best friends in the world are people with names on bottles now. They were Booker No, sure. Elmer T. Lee, Parker Beam, which to us, that's, you know, it's kind of like my uncles. That's yeah. people we grew up around. Of course. Um, so and they're all, char- you, know, you know, the No family itself, you could write several tomes about. Fred, or not Fred, actually, Booker introduced me to the term many years ago, the bust head. Yeah. You know the bust head? It's when you, uh, when you drink so much bourbon, you wake up the next day and it feels like your head's going to bust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Booker was a, uh, a unique individual. My favorite story that, that his son Fred tells is uh, Booker used to keep a barrel in his basement. Okay. And uh, he would take a scoop out of that barrel uh, every day. And for his water, because he wanted to water down that barrel proof whiskey, it was too hot, he would turn the sink on and do a little swipe left and right when Good. Fred was a kid. And he knew if that faucet never came on to add that water, it was a bad day. 
to, to hide from dad. Um, but they're the only family, uh, I guess, left besides us. Um, yeah. Fred's got a son, Freddie Jr., that's a little bit older than me. Um, and is Freddie Jr. in the business too? He sure is. He, yeah. he, I, I believe he's currently working in bottling. He was last time I checked. That might he's still working at the distillery for sure. Uh, and we're really the only people in, in our generation uh, that's kind of continued on that, that family legacy. Now, have you done the whole thing at the distillery too? Have you have you done bottling, barrel roll? Have you done all that stuff? I sure have. So yeah. um, I worked at the distillery from the time I was twenty one, and, and most of that time was uh, really working on my granddad. Yeah. Um, he wants to. He sees me as, as kind of the chance to carry on his legacy. Um, him and Dad have very differing views on what good whiskey is, and they butt heads. How so? How so? so um, Granddad's old school. Um, uh, he believes that all the good whiskey we've ever made is between six and twelve years old. It's all right around a hundred proof. It's made in a, a very, I kind of call it aggressive in a good way style. There's a lot of heat. There's a lot of sweetness right up front. Dad likes older whiskey. He's a little bit more experimental. You're going to start seeing some maybe sherry or port finishes. I was going to say, you guys haven't really gotten into that where you're finishing off We haven't. Much. Yeah. We haven't. And, and that's something that, that Dad uh, is really going to get behind. And, and believe it or not, we've actually done most of the stuff that everybody's coming out with now a long time ago, and most other brands have. We did a sherry finish you know, in the early 2000s called Sherry Signature, but you couldn't Ooh. pay people to take the whiskey back then. It was delicious. It was a 10-year-old. One-on-one proof bourbon yeah. that spent six months in an Oloroso sherry cask. Delicious. Yeah. It's like candy. But it was you were before your time with, with doing that. Before everyone's time. You could yeah. finish it in a styrofoam cup right now and people would pay $100 for it. You, know? I, you better it's believe like as it. Long as there's a, as long as it's a different expression, they're going to jump on it. And especially with, you know, obviously with Wild Turkey and, and Russell's Reserve, which has, I mean, that's, that's another crazy part of this whole element is you guys are rock stars like it, there are I, I remember going to a thing with bill samuels uh years ago uh and bill this was an event in las vegas people were lined up for about two blocks to shake bill's hand bill makes whiskey so people are passionate about this uh aren't they? the samuels family which uh is kind of the family now that's taken charge of um maker's mark um uh, i want to give bill some credit because bill almost I give him a lot of credit for kind of saving us. Uh, he was the first one in, in the bourbon industry that marketed outside of the South. Yeah. Our typical consumer for turkey, beam, buffalo, which it, back in the day was ancient age, in most of these brands, um, was a 50 and older Southern consumer. Yeah. And Bill was the first one that said, no, we need to go to California. We need to go to New York. We need to go overseas. We need to, to market to these different consumers and... When you look at our consumer today, it's it's a 21 and older male and female. It's Absolutely. what he was marketing to back yeah. then. So, you know, he was kind of the first one that, that, that figured that out. I never would have imagined in a million years when I was growing up in Philadelphia, the guys that drank whiskey were those old grizzled guys in the bar. The idea that you'd go into a bar and you'd see, you know, Holly, young Hollywood starlets sipping Sipping on Russell's Reserve was crazy, you know, or sipping on Wild Turkey was crazy. But now it's it's the, one of the hottest categories out there. Yeah, it's absurd, um, and we're very blessed to be in this situation. My uh, my dad always talks about when he was in his twenties. If he went to a bar and ordered a Wild Turkey and eat, people thought he was there to either rob the place or start a fight, because <laughs> that was the kind of guy that was ordering one on one neat, wow. um, especially a young guy at that time. 
And now, yeah, it's every bar in the world just about knows how to make prohibition cocktails. Everybody's got good whiskey. It's if you're an American whiskey consumer, it's the best time ever to to be alive. It really uh, is. Wow. It's great stuff. That's saying something. What if you're a British uh, whiskey consumer? Yeah. What about me? What about Emma? Well, um, and and I hate to give you all any credit. Uh, but um, <laughs> most of the whiskey in the UK. You don't like you don't like the UK. Uh, What's going on here? Hey, you know, it's, they, they make okay stuff over there. Um, no, oh, you're talking about we gyms. make okay stuff. Yes, uh, but you the, can say it. Is it bad stuff? No, it, it most of the stuff in the UK is pretty darn good. Um, but they found the whiskey they've made over there. They figured out most of the stuff that we're just now figuring out. They've made it for thousands of years yeah. over there. We've made it for hundreds of years, um, and, and so you know, for a long time. Everybody in America, the only whiskey they drank, at least what they considered premium, was only scotch. Mm-hmm. Everything else was seen as middle shelf or below. Sure. Um, but now, luckily, the whole world is realizing we make pretty darn good stuff in America, too. It's a different style, but we're, we're kind of finding our, you know, our, our foothold on the world whiskey scene. Yeah. I, I mean, I have questions. I have so many questions. Good, but um, I think it's interesting that you're saying that now it's a, it's a really cool drink to, to. It's not something your grandpa like swigs on late at night when grandma's on to bed. You know, but his gra- his grandpa definitely does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. But what I'm looking at right now is that apparently this in this quarter, um, sales of wild turkey bourbon have risen by 24 percent. And they think, this, the people that wrote this, Bloomberg, say it's because of uh, Matthew McConaughey coming on. And you, the, you were brought, yeah. the, you brought Matthew Is it all McConaughey doing Good old this Matt. Right? By um, the way, just so you know, for the record, Matt, Matthew McConaughey has come on board as a spokesperson mm. for Wild Turkey. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and um, I believe he's uh, what we would call a creative director. Um, because he's doing more than just kind of uh, preaching the word. He, he's directing all the commercials that he's involved in. He's starring in all the commercials. And he's really involved in the kind of uh, the marketing in, in Wild Turkey. So he's not just future. showing up and cashing a check. He's not. And uh, I love the guy. He, um, it, it, he's very good to me and my family. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's close with all of us. We've all, you know, we've all drank together. We've all uh, hung out together. How he is ma- he to hang out with? Emma wants to know. He's ex- not me. <laughs> I, I uh, uh, Matthew is exactly who you think he would be. He he's he's an every everyday kind of guy. He he's very sincere. He, he's very kind. He's got a little redneck in him, um, sure. just like me, Dad, and Jimmy do. Um, and he he's like us. He loves expensive whiskey. He loves cheap beer. Like he he's my kind <laughs> of guy. Good balance. We have uh, we actually have they he, they just did a new commercial with McConaughey, and I actually have an early advanced copy of it right here. Ooh. Here it is. Let's listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the guy's a genius. He sounds exactly like a wild turkey. Yeah, he's yeah. a savant. <laughs> he no, he does. That's why the guy won an Academy Award right there. You're seeing it. No, here's the real. Here's he's a, a real, method actor. Here's a real bit of a Matthew. McCann. This is how good he is. He makes me want to drink whiskey when I watch it. When I listen, we're not in a rush to be most popular. Not in a rush not to be. <laughs> oh, Emma, take it easy. This is great. Look at this. this is fun, man. Real bourbon. No apologies. Don't not apologize. If it's for you, you'll know. Ah. Thank you. Wild turkey. It'll find you. 
It will find you. It will you. find you. I, I so want to hang out with Matthew McConaughey Can I just right say, now? you need the visuals for that, because at first I thought he was peeing somewhere. I thought I was in, like, the urinal with him, and then it sounded like he farted, so I don't know. I think The man's a genius, fair. Emma. <laughs> uh, fun fact about that commercial, the... Uh, the young lady that is taking him his drink to the piano is actually his wife. No kidding. Aww. Yeah. Camila. Yeah. Hey, uh, Why do I know so much about He loves her, like, but uh, I don't know how much he loves her because obviously her face is not involved she's in not the commercial. She's not in there? Yeah. Hey, can I just tell you something, by the way? I had, a, I had the Sazerac here, which is a wonderful Sazerac. We're at Hatchet Hall. They make great drinks here. And somebody switched my Sazerac out and put some straight whiskey here which is great which is fine I'll tell you what happened but there's a weird moment when you take that you think you're taking a Sazerac sip and you get 110 proof whiskey 110 proof whiskey yeah Uh, the hair on my back just grew another inch yeah yeah well what happened is producer Bo decided to join in with the fun and stole your drink oh boy this is what happens producer Bo producer Bo starts going and you know what happens when he starts drinking (laughs) (laughs) danger show's in trouble Right. Yep, there we and go. he's empty. I have a sound effects uh, thing here, Bruce. Yeah, uh, I, like I have a lot that. of fun with it. I thought you were uh, doing that with your mouth. No, no. I, okay. well, we used to do that. Now well. we have. We got a budget. We got. We borrowed 25 bucks off somebody, and now we have sound effects. Yeah, it's more budget than we have. Hi, guys. It's Emma from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I really need to share with you guys. Finding the right hair colour is the absolute bane of my existence. Now, not only are hair salons horribly expensive, I've wasted way too much time in there flicking through some tattered three-month-old celebrity magazine. I've even tried drugstore box hair dyes. The shades are so unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to get. I've wasted so much money and I often end up with colours that just don't suit my skin tone. They don't match my brow colour. But thankfully, I have found a solution. E-Salon offers professional grade, completely personalized hair color created just for you and it's delivered right to your door. You go online at eSalon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So basically, you have a salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips, and you've not even left home. Your unique eSalon color then gets shipped quickly and delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. And if you have any questions, the hair Experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away. They get back to you really quickly. Honestly, it could not be easier. And if you want something a little bit different next time, just ask. eSalon understands you want it just right. So don't ever let your color fade. They'll even cover pesky grades. Trust me, I know. I've got loads of them. Plus, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not totally happy with your color, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It really is bloody brilliant. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y now. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. eSalon.com slash drinky. Hey, you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to play a game. Yes. Can I play? I think it's time to play drinking game. No, 
I think this one's just on Bruce today, but again, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll just be here drinking then. Bruce, you ready to play the Drinky Fun Time drinking game? I'm always ready. The theme of today's game is Kentucky. Yeah. You know why I chose that? Can't even imagine. Hmm. I, don't, I don't. I'm asking you, do you know why did I choose this? I don't know. Okay. I don't understand anything about you. All right, here we go. Are you ready? And I'm ready. Today you'll be playing for, you see those nice plates here that for our dinner we're about to have? Yeah. A set of those plates Ooh. that we're going to steal later and give to you if you win the game. Nice. Here we go. Hopefully I can check that. All right. First question. Are you ready? I'm don't ready. Don't be cheating. I see him looking over. He's trying to cheat. Bruce, no cheating, please. What is the name of Matthew McConaughey's first movie? I know. I know that one. Dazed and Confused? Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah. You're correct. Aww. Yes. Yeah. I thought so. He told me that story. Yeah. I thought okay. so. Yeah. What was, for bonus points, what was the name of his character in the movie? Wooderson. Oh, my goodness, man. The guy's good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Okay. You're, you get one. What, Emma, you're going to tally? He's one for one. I got it. One. Okay. What is the state bird of Kentucky? The Cardinal. Two. Man, he's, he's on a roll, Bruce. I'm a ringer. Bruce Russell. It's almost like I'm from Kentucky. Ringer. Okay. What's the name, Bruce, of the Kentucky coal mining community where legendary country star Loretta Lynn was born? Oh, he's mm. pondering. Where was Loretta Lynn born? He's Bruce? scratching his chin. It's mentioned in a song. It is mentioned uh, no. in the song Coal Miner's Daughter. He mentioned, or she mentions the song. I don't know. And I'm going to get killed for this. I don't know. Is your answer I don't know? Yeah. Come on, have a guess. <laughs> Jesus, that's loud. Sorry. Yeah. Got it wrong. The answer is, Emma, do you know? No. No? Butcher Hollow. Oh. Butcher Hollow okay. is the name. Have you ever been to Butcher Hollow? I have not. That's, oh, man. Uh, that, that's eastern Kentucky, probably up in the mountains. John, Johnson County. Does that sound about right? Johnson yeah. County, yeah. That's where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all learned something oh, today. Yeah. The the uh, the chilies there. Okay. The chilies in Butcher Hollow is hopping. Uh, I, I've got a good one for you. My favorite place uh, near where we're at is Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. Monkey's, Monkey's Eyebrow, Eyebrow, Kentucky. Yeah. It's probably about twelve people and their dogs and cats, but that's my favorite name <laughs> of any location around. I need, Rambo. I need to move to Kentucky. It's Can yeah. we go there? Let's do a show Monkey's from Monkey's Eyebrow. Eyebrow. If we yeah. go to a show there, will you come up and join us? I sure will. Right. Yeah. Believe it or not, where where we get all our corn is actually from Baghdad. From Baghdad? Yeah. Baghdad, Baghdad, Kentucky? Sure is, right next to Egypt, Kentucky. <laughs> no way. Yeah, about 15 miles away from the distillery. I swear. Baghdad, Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Talk about conflicted. How do you think the residents of Baghdad feel? They're like, damn it! <laughs> I love where I'm from, but I hate Baghdad. All right, here we go. Which of these famous folks, Bruce, was not born in Kentucky? I'm gonna okay. name, I'll just hold off to my name them all. I'm going to name five people. All right. Which one was not born in Kentucky? Johnny Depp, Jennifer Lawrence, George Clooney, Woody Harrelson, and Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, uh, Woody Harrelson, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's too wow. good. Because there are only four famous people from Kentucky uh, still around, and yeah, you named okay. four of the five. I don't. Have you? You only got one wrong so far. So you're you're steaming towards. And we're almost at the finish here. It's going to win some plates. Early in his career, George Clooney played a handyman. Had a, a, a guest role as a handyman on what sitcom? 
Uh, I don't know this one, so I'm, I'm going to take a guess. Um, hmm. Mm. Honestly, I have no idea. The answer is, Emma. Damn it. Producer Bo knows. Uh, Seinfeld. No, Producer Bo, what is it? Facts of life. The facts, the facts of, of life. life. I w- probably I've was not alive when, uh, when that, you know when what? that show went on, but okay. Let me just give you some life advice. Yeah. You take the good, Bruce. You, you take, take the, bad. the bad. And then you have the facts of life. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. According to Ranker.com, which is where we get most of our information on the show, yep. who are the three most famous people besides you and your family? Of course. Who are the three most famous people with the last name Russell. Bill Russell? That's one. Bill Russell is one. Think now. Think. He's a very famous movie star. And dare I say a close person, a friend of mine. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I had to say that. I, I don't know. That. Who is he? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, okay. Escape from New York, Snake Bliskin. And finally, she's an actress as well. Stars on a Carrie big... Russell. Carrie Russell. Yay. Yeah. Uh, you know That's what we're going you know to give you for that? Oh, thank oh. you. Thank you, thank you. Because you did get one wrong, so yeah. All right, here we go. I should have got Kurt. There's not many, uh, not many Russells around. Okay, we got two more left here. Bruce, here we go. You're from Kentucky. They have a famous horse race there. It just went off a little while ago. Yeah. Name three of the last five Triple Crown winners. Uh, Secretariat? That's one. Secretariat, 1973. Oh. Yeah, I'm not a horse person. Oh, because uh, I'm usually very, very intoxicated during the day. So you're not going to get this, is what no, you're saying. No, I'm not. Oh, what was that? Is that a? It's the wrong is answer. That a sheep. We got the wrong answer. Yeah. The last five uh, Triple Crown winners are this, yeah. American Pharaoh. Yeah. 2015. I would have got Pharaoh, but I wouldn't have got anybody else. Then you go all the way back. Oh, am I getting, am I getting a little buzzed? A little buzz here? No. Oh, I'm no. I'm said. Am I getting buzzed? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, affirmed. 1978. Okay. Seattle Slough, 1977. Secretariat, 1973. And Citation, 1948, the year I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. But you managed to make it about you still. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Final question. The correct pronunciation of the capital of Kentucky is Louisville. Uh, Wrong. It is Frankfurt. Oh. Oh, We can't fool um, him. We can't fool him. He's no dummy. Well done, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, we oh, tried, Bruce. You. Well, listen. You also didn't say Louisville right, but that's okay. No, Louisville. Louisville. So if you ever want to learn how to talk like a Kentuckian, what you do is you take a word and you take all the vowels yeah. out of it. So instead of Louisville, you just say it like it was L-L-V-L-L. Louisville. 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 Yeah. Louisville. So right next to us, we're Woodford Reserve. Have you all heard Woodford Reserve before? Mm. Great bourbon. Um, they're in... What should be probably Versailles, Kentucky, named after the uh, uh, beautiful yeah. city in France, and, and we just call it Versailles. Versailles. Yeah. I think we, we just take all the vowels <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, Versailles. That's how you talk like a Kentuckian. Well, you know, and the other thing that's great about Kentucky, the older you get, the mumble gets bigger. You it know? does. So guys like Booker and Hunter S. Thompson, you guys all sort of look like it. Mm-hmm. The mumble goes. And, you know, I'm sure Hunter Jimmy- S. was probably the most famous, uh, him and Evil Knievel, actually, probably the most famous Wild Turkey fans. No kidding. Uh, from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunter, loved, Hunter did love him some whiskey. He sure did. Uh, so we're going we're, we're gonna to do one more thing before we let you go here, Bruce. I know we're about to have some dinner. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a little booze news. Yeah, uh, we yeah. got We've got awesome. some booze news with our own... From the Drinky Fun Time News Desk, here's Emma Patterson oh, yeah. with Booze oh, News. It's my time. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, they've had to pull Bombay Sapphire off the shelves in Canada because there have been bottles of it that have been up to 77% alcohol. People what? have been drinking Bombay Sapphire at 77%. I feel like that's a good deal. Oh You're getting yeah, more bang right? for that's your buck. Yeah. I, like I like that. I don't even know if I'd be able to tell because I think last, the last the other week when we were sampling some lovely gin, it was really strong. And I was like, oh, it's 47%. Gin's just really strong. But 77, would you That's be able to tell the difference? 77% out. Yeah, you could be able to, your teeth start to dissolve while you're drinking it. Holy yeah. crap. That's one of the things. Uh, what, if you drank, what's the, the strongest, highest alcohol mm. by volume liquor you've ever consumed? Mm. I mean, I, I drink stuff right off the still sometimes, but it's only a, around 130 proof. So that's 70 65%. I mean, everybody's had Everclear before, right? Oh, uh, oh I've not. I've had yeah. horror stories about that stuff. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah. Used to make, you, you put it in with some Kool-Aid and a big cooler, throw some ice in there. Yeah, you make your bathtub uh, hooch with it. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Hooch. Okay. Hooch. I like that news. Uh, Gotta get me some of that Canadian gin. I like this because it's more about me. This next, the next bit of news is that there are these two awesome farmers in England in Dorset, and they're making vodka out of cow's milk, and it's called Black Cow Pure Milk Vodka, and it's it's apparently really, really delicious and quite creamy. Creamy vodka made out of what do you say? Cow's milk. They take the why why the way. They take the cud yeah. and put it in the cheese because the they make cheese too. But then they uh, distill the whey. They don't use water. It is all milk. That makes sense. Kate Blanchett, Elizabeth Hurley, and Daniel Craig all love this stuff. And they're selling it in Fortnum and Mason and Selfridges in England. And that's my neck of the woods. If Kate Blanchett's drinking it, yeah. I'm on board. I'm going to say, if James Bond's behind it, I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Most but of my drinking choices are made by who the celebrities are. Uh, in fact, you know why I like to drink the wild turkey these days? So they can use that. Because McConaughey loves it. Yeah, McConaughey loves it. He does. And because I wanted to bring it back to whiskey, I'm a fan, or at least I went through a phase of being quite a fan, of the pickleback, which for anyone listening who doesn't know, that is a shot of whiskey followed by a shot of pickle juice. And it sounds revolting. Yeah, everybody has faults. Yeah, right. But uh, it kind of has this way of, like, neutralizing the... uh, Sting of the booze. Yeah, if you're it, that way I think it's kind of the idea that I'm going to take something that is uh, is strong and revolting, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to drink something that's even more revolting yep. after <laughs> to take it away. Yeah. I thought you might like. Have this you had one. A, Have you had a pickleback? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you What do you like to drink when you're not drinking whiskey? Uh, water. Um, what? No, uh, that's it. <laughs> There's two choices in life: whiskey and uh, water. Uh, after whiskey, I'm probably a big beer guy. Beer guy. Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Um, my favorite thing right now is a um, a blood orange goza from Anderson Valley. Oh, yeah, very you, delicious. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Your favorite beer is Budweiser. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> you're from Kentucky. Damn it! Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're Miller people. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, Miller come on. people. Okay. <laughs> Emma, what's your favorite beer? Um, Blue Moon. Oh, oh. Yes. do you like the slice of orange? I do, and I eat it as well. I don't oh. care where it's been. Yeah. That's free food. I like that. No, I want to tell you that because uh, I like a, a free bite of food, uh, What uh, was the reason I brought up the awful pickleback is that in Brooklyn, which is a really cool place now, you can't guess what this is going to sure. be. You now, if you ask for a pickleback, what you actually get is a shot of bourbon or whiskey uh, followed by a 
pickled herring on a toothpick. What? Yeah. This is why I don't go to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what you get. Not pickle juice. No. A pickled herring. That's, that's kind of vomit-inducing, isn't it? What would Jimmy do? What would your grandfather do if you said, hey, let's try this with some pickled herring on a toothpick? Would he, just, would he stab you with the toothpick? He'd probably smack me in the face. <laughs> um, uh, oh, let me give you all the recipe for uh, Jimmy's favorite cocktail. Okay. Oh, yes. Great. Okay, let's get so this. Um, you get a cube of ice. And you put it in a glass. A big okay. cube. Like a big cube. Yeah, okay. one cube. Yeah. And then you pour whiskey over it. And <laughs> yes. then that's it. C-N. Um, yeah, he likes whiskey on ice because he thinks it makes the ice taste better. It's majestic in its simplicity. Really. I have a question, yeah. actually. Should, should we let whiskey air? You know how you do with red wine? You might, does um, it change? So for the first serious thing I've said this entire time, okay. scotch does actually air out if you add a little water in it. I think oh. it does open it up. Opens it up, yeah. Um, uh, bourbon, not so much. Uh, when you add water to bourbon, it, it it does weaken it a little bit. I think you take away from uh, kind of what makes American whiskey American whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to put it on ice, fine. But I see people sit and, and, and swirl and let it sit. That's not good for American whiskey like it is scotch. Mm. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Jimmy Russell drinks his – the cocktail recipe, the preferred cocktail recipe of Jimmy Russell is – one giant ice cube. That's it. Cube in a glass. You got it. Pour, pour bourbon over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Drink. Repeat. Rinse. Repeat. Keep doing it. Yeah. I just have to ask one question, though. So you've got a giant ice cube that could melt probably quite quickly. You don't really want watered-down whiskey, do you? You've got to drink it quite quick. No. So Actually, the bigger the ice cube, yeah. the slower it melts. Okay. Um, but... He, he drinks his whiskey pretty quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna meet. I want to meet this man. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy yeah. Russell. There's any problem with him going. Hey, Jimmy, no. you, want a, you want a nipple for that thing? You're nursing it over there. No, it's it's going <laughs> yeah. down, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 whole reason Russell's even got started was he was taking uh, whiskey, probably too much whiskey, home to drink. So uh, the federal government controls all bourbon, yeah. and, and they claim we're not allowed to take any whiskey away from the distillery unless it's for research or educational. Um, you know, purposes. So he does a lot of what he calls homework. Homework. Oh, yeah. this is the essence of the show. Absolutely. This is yeah. education. Yeah, it is. So listen up. This is what's happening now. We're going to have dinner. We're actually mm-hmm. having dinner with Bruce after this. Sorry, oh. I, by, by we, I didn't mean Emma and I and producer Bo and none of you out there. I'm sorry. I wish we could have you here at Agitol. It's going to be it's going to be a fine dinner, right? We're going to be pairing some whiskey and Food and such, correct? Yeah, absolutely. No I'm pickled excited. herring. I am excited. Yeah, so hopefully. <laughs> I, uh, I I I want to uh, I want to thank our special guest, oh. Bruce Russell. Thank you for yes. joining us, Bruce. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. This is a lot yes. of fun. Thank you for the thanks. food we're about to eat. Yeah, as well. thanks for that. Mm. Thanks for the whiskey. Uh, yeah. I want to thank our friends at Hatchet Hall. Yeah. Hatchet Hall in Culver City West. Go there. Hatchet Hall, great place. Uh, uh, Brian Dunsmore is the chef. John Strader, Louis Ryan. They're all wonderful, fabulous people. Thank you to producer Bo. Oh, he's drunk on the floor. He's, look at him. He's passed out oh, again. Poor guy. Oh, Get my up. God. No. What a Get up, you mess. No, producer Bo. He's a mess. Man down. Man down. And, of course, Emma, thank you. Oh, no. As always, for being here. Yeah, the real star of the show. We'll be back next time with something very fun, very entertaining. And uh, until then, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. When it goes
song rocks, doesn't it? Velveteens. Velveteens. I do really like this song. It's a great song. I can listen to this song all the time. You like it, Bruce? I do, yeah. Let's turn it up. All of the time. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Yunt. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. That's the title. <laughs> One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich... I don't know what you want from me. And my, uh, and my a, girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My, uh, my, 